everyone, welcome to the Raising Dakota podcast with me, your host, Courtney. And if you're a special needs parent, you're in the right place. So I hope you can sit back, relax, feel inspired, and always, always remember you're so much stronger than you could ever imagine. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Raising Dakota podcast. No, I did not forget about you. I have neglected you. We've just been really busy and had a lot of things going on, and I just haven't had the extra time and energy to be able to put into the podcast that it needs because I enjoy sharing our experiences, our journeys, things that we learn, as well as some of the struggles we face. I love sharing that with you guys because I've built a small community of people who get it and to understand our life and it's nice when you have those people who you can support and they can support you and they just get your lifestyle they get what you've gone through so I love sharing it's just been so busy with Dakota's surgery he did have his bilateral hip surgery and everything went great which I know that was my last episode was telling you guys and getting you prepared for the possibility that I might neglect you because that surgery was coming up I will say it was a lot more hands-on than I expected, and it was a lot more just trying to help keep Dakota comfortable as well as entertained, because every time I would consider sitting down to record an episode, while Dakota is nonverbal, he is extremely vocal. So every time I would record, it just sounded like a person screaming in the background. So that doesn't come across very well in a podcast. So I just haven't been able to put the time and effort into it. But Dakota is back into school. So I'm hoping that I can start producing episodes for you guys on an every other week basis. I think I'm going to start slowly. I don't want to be too ambitious about how I want to start back into it because not only is Dakota in school, but I am also in school trying to obtain my health information systems degree as well as my medical billing and coding certificate. So we have a lot of things going on at the moment as well as doctor's appointments and now Dakota starting to do kind of the rehab side of this surgery. He's starting back into all of his therapies he normally gets as well as Um, aquatic therapy and then any other follow-up appointments that we had to push out so it's just kind of going to be a crazy rest of the year it seems like but don't mind it it means me and Dakota get to spend a lot of time together and we have a lot of fun things that we get to do together when it comes to watching him regain some of these skills and relearn to crawl and walk and hopefully make even more advancements than he previously did because We did find out when the surgery happened on August 16th that when the surgeon was performing the surgery, we knew that his left hip was partially dislocating. When the surgeon went in there, he actually discovered his hip was fully dislocating. So we had to do a lot more work to that left hip than we originally anticipated, which did leave him with a little bit more pain. But... We've also, now that Dakota is no longer in the cast embrace, we've realized that he is kind of trying to get around a little bit easier than what he previously did. He is trying to do different things. So we wonder how much pain he was actually in prior to the surgery and how much his hips actually bothered him. So we're really hoping that with this surgery and having the correct structure in his hips that going forward, he'll be able to make amazing gains. So... Back to the procedure. So we did have his surgery and everything went great. Like I said, the surgeon realized the left side 
was worse than we originally anticipated. I did want to talk about this because we're used to hospital stays. It's a normal routine. I stay in the hospital and Curtis comes home at night just because trying to sleep on that sofa in the hospital room is not fun when you're trying to sleep two people, two grown adults on it. It's not easy. We also have a dog. So it just works out best that he comes home. That's just the routine that works for us. But with this particular surgery, I was getting three to four hours of sleep. And so I told Curtis, I'm like, I need you to go home and get good sleep because once we come home, it's going to be a rotation. So with this surgery, though, there was just so many components and so many pieces that I was only sleeping about three to four hours a night because you see so many different teams, so many different people. And then you're also going off of Dakota's schedule. So the day of surgery, Dakota slept most of the day, but we had so many people in and out helping us get comfortable, helping us get everything set up in the room, talking to us, admission, just the standard first day. So it seems like you just have a million things being thrown at you all day long until about 11 o'clock at night. And then finally it calms down. But then that's where it starts to get busy because... They do their evening rounds roughly 10 or 11. It depends on the day and what has happened. And then they do their morning rounds at about 5 in the morning. I finally laid down at about midnight, finally fell asleep, probably close to 1, and then had to be back up at 5 to talk to the doctors and talk to them during rounds because they were asking questions. And that was a standard pretty much every single day. The four days we were in the hospital, bed at 1, up at 5. And you kind of get used to it, so then you start napping during the day when Dakota's napping, but you also don't want to sleep too much because you want to make sure that if people are coming in, you're able to talk to them and get updates and provide them with information. So Curtis did decide to take those days off of work completely and be at the hospital, so that way during the day I could take some naps, so that way he could interact with the doctors and answer questions just because we could see that the sleep schedule was going to be very crazy that I almost needed those extra set of hands and eyes and ears just to help us get through the hospital side of this. So with this surgery, you actually have several teams working together. And this is what I really wanted to stress about because I was so impressed. We had three different teams, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're inpatient, that's a lot of people. Um, pain management team, because he's on IV pain meds, we had them stopping in. We also had the ortho team who completed the surgery. And then you also have a general medicine team who is helping you get back to your home routines. They're working on nutrition and they're making sure all of the other puzzle pieces are fitting together. And when you have that many teams working together, sometimes it can be pure chaos. But I have to say, this was the most successful hospital stay we have ever had with Dakota the best communication between multiple teams everybody was on the same page and if they weren't within 20 minutes they were on the same page and coming back and touching base with you there was just so many components and so many pieces that worked together and it was just such a smooth process that it made it very easy while yes there were people constantly coming in and out of the room all day all hours a night like there were constantly people Everybody knew what was going on. Everybody knew what was happening that day. And that was the most seamless hospital stay and the best communication I have ever seen for a hospital stay. And we have had our fair share of hospital stays. 
especially for a hospital stay when you have that many different teams involved. Because a lot of times what you see is that you have to wait several hours to get feedback from one team because they have to talk to another team. And there's just so many other inner working pieces. But this team, you can tell they've been doing this for a while and they have it almost down to a science because it was phenomenal. I rave about how great the care was for one as well as just the communication between all parties and they did great at communicating back to us which I find to be extremely helpful obviously you guys have listened to me long enough to know that I like to talk I like communication I like knowing what's going on and I also like being in control so when it comes to hospital stays it's really hard because you don't feel like you're in control because you're really not you Yes, you have a say and you are in control and you get to make the ultimate decision on things that happen, but there are a lot of things that are out of your control. So you almost feel powerless during hospital stays and it did not feel that way. They were very inclusive and they did great communicating. So it was just almost a breath of fresh air to have such a hard procedure, but the hospital stay was so smooth, made it very easy, and it was very hands-on for you to get comfortable moving, positioning, changing Dakota and providing you with so much information, but it was just so good because it made you feel comfortable once you actually went home because that's the other side of this procedure is when Dakota came out of surgery, he was in a cast embrace and his legs were positioned so far apart. So then that was my next fear is how are we going to be getting him home? And before we left, like the day before, there's just that good communication between teams So the day before we even started talking about discharge, at least with me and going home, they hadn't even brought it up really to us yet. The car seat safety people came in, gave us what we needed to use because we had to use an easy on vest so that Dakota could lay flat in the back seat of the van so that we could safely and efficiently transport him. And then also that exact same day, the department with all of the medical equipment brought us the rental wheelchair. So right after they dropped off the car seat, easy on harness, and the wheelchair, then PT also had stopped in and showed us how to get him in and out of bed, transferring him, picking him up, got us really comfortable. And then later that afternoon, they're like, hey, now that he's off pain meds, how do you guys feel about starting to look at maybe working to go home? So... It just seems like they have so many pieces of communication happening so that way they're bringing things in and you're not even really questioning like why are you guys bringing this in because it's stuff you have to have anyways to go home based on having those people come in early enough in the hospital stay it makes it so that the parents feel comfortable that we're not waiting on this this or this to be able to go home now it's we're waiting on him to be cleared we have the ability to take him home now is it safe to take him home and having that prior to starting to talk about discharge, I find extremely comforting and I feel like it just makes it easier because then from my side of it, I'm not having to worry about like, okay, well, what if they discharge us, but we don't have a wheelchair. We don't have this. We don't have this. We already have those components. So now it's okay, Dakota, we've got what we need to take you home. Now you just tell us when you're ready to go home is really where the mindset is. And so it just makes it easier to not have to try and continue to check all these things off when you have a team that communicates and works so well together that they're doing all of those things that I would normally have to keep track of like making sure we have all the necessary items to go home 
they've already checked that off and made sure we had it. So it just worked so smooth, so seamless. It was an easy hospital stay. While no, I did not get a lot of sleep, it was the easiest and best hospital stay I've had since Dakota was born. So that makes it really nice from my perspective as a parent, just seeing that communication. And then once we were home, Dakota did become extremely vocal because by the end of the six to seven-ish weeks, he was so done with the cast embrace. We could try and keep him entertained, but it was to the point that he didn't even want to look at the iPad. He didn't want to play with toys. He didn't want to do anything. It was almost like he was starting to just get depressed of not being able to move. After two weeks of the date of surgery, we were actually able to, with the assistance of his ortho team, adjust his brace so that he could sit up 90 degrees because for those first two weeks, he could only sit up 30 degrees. So adding that 90 degrees really helped him, but he, by the end of the six weeks, was just completely done. Even that 90 degrees did nothing for him. He just wanted to be out of the cast embrace, and it was a lot trying to keep him entertained, and that was really a big piece of it because we also did some homeschooling. We did home instruction through his actual school he goes to, but... It was just a lot trying to work with him, trying to keep him motivated and entertained. And I feel like I spent most of my day just trying to keep Dakota entertained. While he's extremely easy, I just felt bad because he couldn't do anything. It's not that he was even whining or fussing or frustrated. I just felt bad that he couldn't do anything. And I could tell he wanted to do things and I could tell he just wasn't his self. And so once he finally did get out of his cast embrace, his personality just came back full force. He was just so happy to finally be able to move freely even though he still could not move a lot and he was still really questioning what he could and couldn't do um you could just see he was happy to be able to sit kind of on the floor and play and just be a little independent even though he really could not do a lot of anything at first it has taken about two weeks almost three weeks that he's actually started to feel comfortable trying to get around and trying to roll or do different things. It's it's finally getting to that point that he is able to move and realizes he can move, but his legs are still really tight. They did tell us it does take about three months for everything to be completely healed, as in those bones and ligaments and stuff, it does, and it could even take longer than that, but it's normally three months before they're really starting to do things. So we have started back into physical therapy, um, OT, speech. We do an OT speech co-treat at the Children's Hospital we go to, and he has. So we have started back into physical therapy, and a lot of it has been kind of stretching and just getting him, just moving his legs some. He does do an OT and speech co-treat at the local children's we go to so we've started that back up as well because since Dakota couldn't move a lot he struggles with shoulder strength and holding his hand up to be able to draw lines and stuff like that so I was trying to use this time to help him utilize strength in his arms since his legs can't move I figure we could still work on something so during that time he was doing a lot of reaching straight up and moving his arms and even tracing lines just trying to get some of that shoulder strength that you don't realize you use just to trace lines or 
write with a pencil or hold a marker like those different things you don't realize how much of your full arm it actually uses so that was kind of the nice thing that his occupational therapist was actually pretty impressed with was how well he's actually doing holding utensils and writing utensils as well as attempting to trace lines he did make some progress so while we couldn't do a lot and it was very limited on what would actually motivate him it was nice to see that we were able to try and use that time to still work on some of his skills because that was my biggest fear for this surgery was how much regression he was going to have and he actually has had a lot of regression in several areas one physical because he just cannot move but also we are kind of starting over with cochlear implants because the fact that he was laying down he couldn't wear his cochlear implants for an extended period of time and he just was so over it he didn't really want to wear them it was just too overwhelming too overstimulating even though we weren't doing a lot of anything it was just one extra thing that he was just like I cannot do it so unless we were actually working on school related activities he didn't wear them a lot because he was also laying down so they don't stay on very well based on where the magnets are in his skull so it has been nice to have him upright and out of the brace and moving and working on the goals we've been wanting to work on for a while and also just getting him back in school we did decide to start him back in school the beginning of this month but only for half days I'm really happy we went that route because of the fact that it did help motivate Dakota it lifted his spirits he was just happy to be out of the house seeing his friends he is just using his stroller at school because we have to wait for wheelchair parts to come in because that's also the other side of the sur surgery is his hips are now wider so we have to do a lot of growth to his wheelchair for him to be able to actually use it now but it was nice to get him out of the house and then he went to school three half days and then they had fall break and so now he has started back full-time and it's definitely lifted his spirits he is doing pretty well with wearing his cochlear implants for activities but the downside we did have to see his ENT because Dakota developed a seroma over his left cochlear implant and so what that means is he just developed a kind of pocket of fluid over top of that left implant just from sitting and laying and probably favoring the left side so we went and saw his ENT and we were told not to use his left cochlear implant so it's actually been about two weeks since he's used his left one but thankfully it was nothing major it was just a way that Dakota loves to keep me on my toes but we did have to get that looked out um, but it's normal I guess from the sounds of it it's just one of those things Dakota loves to keep us busy so we've been dealing with that as well but the nice thing is in last year Dakota had his right internal cochlear implant equipment replaced Dakota will not wear his left cochlear implant without his right but he will wear his right without his left so I'm kind of happy that if it happened to one side it happened to the left side and not the right side because he will wear that right cochlear implant I've got him to wear it for an up to up to an hour at a time which was really nice to see him kind of get back into wearing his implants being able to hear being able to move starting back into therapies so it's been really nice to get back into a normal routine after two months of doing nothing 
but we're getting there. We're getting back to normal. We're getting back to our routines. And I really do appreciate you guys just sticking with us and understanding and being patient. I am thinking about doing just a little like question box on my Instagram or even maybe on the website that you guys could send me some questions or maybe some topics that you would like me to talk about because that is the one thing that I like about the podcast is that I have created a small little community and so I just want to make sure that the topics I'm sharing are helpful to other people and I just think this is a great way to interact with you guys as well as maybe touch on topics I haven't touched on or maybe there's even a topic that I have talked about in the past but you guys have more questions that you have or extra information and I can retouch on those. I'm just trying to think of exactly the direction I want to go but I want to try and make this so that it is a little bit more interactive and that way I'm providing helpful information for other people as well because I am sharing our journey and the things that we've done and experienced but I'm also open to learning new things and sharing with you guys the things that I learn along the way and there might be a topic that somebody else thinks about that I didn't think about but it's something we've experienced so I'm just thinking of a way to make it a little bit more interactive and make sure that I'm sharing information that you guys also find helpful because as much as I love sharing I want to make sure that the information I'm sharing is helpful and useful to you guys so thank you for sticking with me and understanding that our life is crazy and sometimes pure chaos And I feel like if anybody gets it, it would be all of you guys anyways. So I'm going to hopefully be posting on an every other week basis. So it won't be every week, but hopefully I can get some more consistent posting for you guys. Thank you all so much for the support. And I look forward to chatting with you next time on the Raising Dakota podcast.